Octave higher each time. Guys, Sony <laughs> Pringles, Papa John's hostess, Dave and Buster's. Welcome back to another episode of Director's Showdown, wrapping up the season down here in hell. I can't wait. Sony Pringles, Papa John's hostess, Dave and Buster's. It's gonna be a good one, guys. You know, um, you know, whenever I, whenever we do a podcast, you know what I like to get and eat. Mm-hmm. I, I like to grab myself a, uh, a one of those canisters of Pringles. Those salty good chips are great. You know, and to wash that all down, I like something a little sweeter. I like me some Hostess uh, cupcake snacks, just to really just just wrap the whole dish up. Right? And then you just get a fill in Papa John's pizza. It's not a big deal. Exactly. And then you go to Dave and Buster's, you're full on food already. Delicious, tasty food. You go to Dave and Buster's, uh, you play some games with your family, you come home and to relax, you pop a a Blu-ray of the 2015, 2016, I forgot what fucking year it came out. (laughs) Paul Feig, box office sensation, Ghostbusters in your Sony DVD Blu-ray, or in our case, VHS Don't player. forget to tell your buddy Jim to get some fuel at 7-Eleven and make sure he's recording oh, yeah. the whole situation on his Sony camcorder. Absolutely, Trademarked. guys. Trademarked. So, if that didn't make it clear enough, <laughs> the, the last, the final movie we uh, checked out today was Paul Feig's 2016, right? 2016? I think so. Uh, 2016 smash hit uh, yeah, reboot, remake, uh, sequel, weird thing, uh, Ghostbusters. If you can call it a movie. If you can call it a movie. Uh, we're going to definitely dive into that. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, the final, and, and, uh, you know, they were nice enough down here, um, you know, in our cell to, to whip us up a, a VHS. I'm sure there were no VHSs made of this movie, but it's in a, a nice, crisp, a little bit worn, just to give it some personality, uh, VHS box. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we popped that bad boy in, and boy, we we watched a movie. We watched a movie. That's that's for sure a thing that happened. I, I wouldn't call it a movie, other uh, more so a string of sketches put mm-hmm. together in a haphazard way. Well, and what else can you expect from a fig joint? Um, I want to I want to maybe subvert expectations and and you know uh, catch everybody, <laughs> yeah, and catch everybody off guard a little bit by saying I lost. Um, You're just gonna start the string. There's no there's no worthwhile debate that I can actually have and feel passionate about when I already know the answer in my heart and soul. Everybody knows the answer. I actually forgot about this until just now. Um, whoever put these pamphlets together was nice enough to send the down results, a, the Twitter results. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you had seen any of these. Um, well, no. Uh, but I mean, we're in hell. We wouldn't have access to that's, the That's very true, here. too. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they were they were nice enough to send down, uh, you know, the results of the poll that uh, Sticker Fridge, the Sticker Fridge guys are obviously still listening. They were nice enough to, 
to do this for us. Um, and yeah, it's it's seconding uh, you know that opinion that Paul Feig is the worst director. Um, it's seventy percent for Feig to 70%. thirty percent for uh, for Burton. So yeah. I do have some supporters. And to say that Paul Feig is worse doesn't mean, you know, we can ignore Burton. We're definitely going to talk he, about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, and even even my saying that, you know, I, I do admit that I lost this battle. Uh, You're still going to be a good sport, right? I'm going to be a good sport, man. And, and we're going to have a we're going to have a discussion about it. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at after this movie. Uh, before we, you know, watched it, I, I hadn't seen it before. Um, I had seen a snippet of the beginning, but it wasn't anything to really like, you know, create an opinion of the movie on. Uh And, uh, yeah, I mean, this movie like infuriated me (laughs) like at a few different points to the point, like to the, to the level that I feel like my, it shifted my perspective on things like on the way that I view fandom, on the way that I view uh, cinema, um, oh I, I feel like I'm putting way too much at the beginning here. So I'll, I think I'll save a lot. The thing of the is, rest I of was thoughts. I was so like I've been I was tempted that entire time you were talking to say let's hold hold your horses. Yeah, well, let's. but it I was think, it was yeah. very. I could not end that tirade that you that you had. Yeah. But uh, before we we get even more into it, in case in case any of you plebeians haven't heard of Ghostbusters 2016, mm-hmm. I'll give you a good old uh, yeah, synopsis. What do we got on the, or uh, on the sheet here? This one's given to us by Anonymous, so thank you again. Ooh, 4chan wrote this one. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. <laughs> this is going to be good. Following a ghost invasion of Manhattan, paranormal enthusiast Erin Gil- Gilbert, oh, that's her name, huh? I didn't even, mm-hmm. I don't even remember any of their names. I don't remember. And Abby Yates, nuclear engineer Jillian, Holtz, Jill- Jillian Holtzman, and subway worker Patty Tolan band together to stop the otherworldly threat. And that's it. That's all we got. All right. That's a solid, uh, Summary there. There's, there's no incel talk, which is interesting. Yeah, no, no incel talk. They really uh, are saving that for, for later. Um, they, they want you to, to, you know, take that in on your, on your first viewing, I mm-hmm. think. Um, boy, yeah, where do we, where do we begin? There's just so many um, branches we could just lash No, that's, that, and it's, it's real. Okay, so. Well, let's start off with the advertising, because we, we, we went strong at the beginning with the. Yeah. The advertisement uh, jokes. So it's like, no. It's oh yeah, completely. Yeah, this movie has zero shame about product placement. Like yeah. it is just literally it's everywhere. So yeah, and it's so like inserted into moments that it feels obvious and mm. off-putting. Like and incorporating the, the jokes. Yeah, and the the Pringles thing. Yeah, and like. God lover, what's her name? Um, um, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, lover. She's funny as hell. Yeah, Great. she's really funny. Um, she does what she can with it. Like somebody handed her a can of Pringles and is like, "Hey, the guys <laughs> at fucking Lay's are really just fucking. They really want us to get this in the movie right now. We gotta film it right now." And she, they, they like film this scene, which is their first interaction with like a ghost, yeah. right? And it's like this scene that 
God damn it, dude. There's so many fucking paths I want to take, like, talking about this movie. But, yeah, just talking about this scene, it's so weird because she's the whole time she's, like, fucking popping Pringles in her mouth. Yeah. And she's saying, like, God, oh, these are so good. And it's like, fuck. No, she says, how could you resist these salty chips or some shit like these that? These salty parabolas. Parab- I think oh, is what she yeah, says. that's Yeah, right. they're just like, oh, God. And... <laughs> It was so shameless. It was yeah, a shameless product placement. There's a lot of that in this movie, God. man. It's like the Papa John's, like, but that that one to me, like product placement. That's uh, fair. Yeah. It's fair. That's yeah. fine. But when it takes center stage, and I felt like, okay, so I want to talk about the Twinkie scene. When's the last time you saw the original movie? Um, I saw like half of it about six months ago, something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so kind yeah, of there's actually. the Twinkie scene. Uh, with Egon, where he's explaining, like, there's a purpose to it. There's, right. like, an actual purpose right. to saying, like, see this Twinkie? Uh, if this happens, I forgot what the and exact scenario was. Right? Yeah, yeah, then it would blow up to this size and whatever. Um, it's, the, even the original has, like, a funny hostess thing to it. Yeah. So I guess hostess and Ghostbusters has always been, like, intertwined. Because the Stay Puff yeah. Marshmallow Man, right? Isn't yeah. he, like, a... Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's just, like, really... But it's like, you can, it was, I guess it was more clever in the original Ghostbusters where you'd have clever product placement, Mm -hmm. you know, it served a purpose, while this one is just like, eat Pringles. Yeah. Uh, Here's a Sony camcorder, and it records the ghost. (laughs) I was like, who uses, who uses camcorders anymore? Everyone uses fucking Right? Yeah, where's her phone? Yeah. Oh, Sony wants their fucking camera in there. Um, but that's almost more a, a Sony fault, man. Like they, they always got to cram their fucking products into their mm-hmm. movies, dude. But I, I want to, I want to talk about this movie, like from fucking frame one to the end of the movie, like fucking just, just walk just our go, way through rock, the movie. Walk our way through. It. So the yes, movie opens with, uh, this like haunted, ho- or haunted house, haunted hotel tour, spoopy. right? It's very spooky. Yeah. And, uh. You know, they're walking through. It's something is a little bit off. Zach Woods is in it. Uh, in a knockoff BJ Novak. Yeah, and he's fucking great. And that's, I think, what <laughs> makes me mad. There's going to be a lot of rants in this episode, by the way. What makes me mad about this movie, and really a lot of Paul Feig's stuff. Uh, like I said, he has good movies. He has whatever. But a lot of his stuff, he takes these really talented people and does nothing with them. Mm. Like he fucking, he tosses them out to sea and lets them fucking learn to swim or lets them drown. Yeah, exactly. Or the, or he lets them drown and like, he gives them nothing to work with like these very funny people and just says like, uh, make a joke. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's like, let's let's go, let's wrap, wrap this up, let's keep going, keep doing your fi- yeah. fire, keep talking. Off. We can't yeah. have a, we can't have two seconds of silence in anything. I do. Um, that is, uh, man, I'm sorry, but all. we have to talk about at least for a few moments yeah. about that whole. That's, I mean, no, that's a big film. That's a big, big problem with this movie, dude. Is that is that he won't like let any moment linger. He won't let anything yeah. be. He won't even let what frustrated me too is like he won't even let the good jokes like simmer. Be, yeah. yeah, just like be there. He has to like constantly like somebody else says like, huh, that's funny because this. And it's yeah. like, fuck you. No. Just let uh. Yeah, a, a joke will happen. Yeah. And then someone will comment about the joke right away. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, well. Like, yeah, well, like Okay, so I, my, you're not allowing my brain, like, yeah. any role in this. 
Like he, right. like he doesn't. Let me explain. No, it's like let me explain the joke to the audience because they're dumb. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. He he has a like disrespect for everybody watching his movie. Yes, he, and everybody in his movie. And as well. and fans of Ghostbusters, fans of comedy. We'll get to that, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think you know we have to. I feel like we'd be remiss not to uh, mention like Red Letter Media's kind of like takedown of this movie. Mm. I feel like it was really great, and I think they even had a scene where they re-edited some stuff. Yeah, and it played so much. And better. it played so much better. Like when when. <laughs> Uh, Leslie Jones um, like gets the the hearse right, yeah. and then she gets out, and then oh yeah yeah yeah, and, and then Melissa McCarthy's like, did you check to see if there was a body in the back? Yeah, like if they just let that yeah. like let there be silence for like five to ten seconds after that, and then, then that yeah, because been great. there's like a hesitation, like oh wait, that could have been like been. oh, but no, it's just like. Oh uh, no, I didn't anyway. What are you guys up to? Do you guys want to? And it's like, what the fuck? Like, uh, I didn't shake. I didn't shake it back. Why would I go back and shake it back? Yeah, and I want to say it's <laughs> my my opinion. Uh, Leslie Jones is the best of like the four chicks in this movie. I think with runner up uh, Kate McKinnon, I'd say that. Yeah, because she's doing something. She's doing something. She's doing like, like some I disagreed weird... with Red Letter Media's assessment of Kate McKinnon because I thought like yeah. Kate McKinnon was just like so wacky, and mm-hmm. I just love how she acts. And I thought, yeah. Know, and, like, yeah, and so I think, like, from an acting standpoint, I think yeah. she's probably the best. But, like, Leslie Jones at least, like, had, like, some good, like, some yeah. good jokes. She had, she had some good jokes. And her character yeah. was, like, was probably the most and relatable she, out of all the... Yeah, and she made reasonable, like, decisions. Yeah. You know, like, running away from a ghost, because that's what you do when you see a ghost. Ex- exactly, yeah. Um, you know. She wouldn't talk constantly over like everything yeah i mean like, remember the scene when they were in the subway mm-hmm. so it's like when the like leslie jones's character summons them to the subway because she saw a ghost yeah yeah and all of the all the ghostbusters go over there and they see the ghost and they're still talking they're all yeah. still fucking talking it's class five, uh, Coast Spectrum, Bob We yeah. gotta do this, we gotta do that. And it's like, let us take in the ghost and yeah. add a sense of like uh, tension and urgency. Well, okay, so that's intertwined with something that I, I, I really wanted to talk about too is that I think what's important to like nail a, a, like a Ghostbusters uh, movie mm. is like, is you have to have that divide between the comedy and and also taking like the paranormal stuff mostly seriously like playing that stuff straight well, it because then the, the comedy exactly yeah. exactly because then the comedy is like this tension relieving mm-hmm. thing where you're like well most horror movies are like that like horror exactly. movies are actually if you if the good ones are actually funny yeah. they'll have like really funny moments to give you a break you know yeah but it's all it's all like what Paul Feig does is like yeah. surface level like noise basically mm. like he thinks that it's enough to have like a creepily is that a word I don't think that's a word like a creepy looking ghost design mm-hmm. like he thinks that's enough to have tension because right. he doesn't understand how like film works. I lost guys. We already said that he's a bad director. He's the worst. Um, and so like, he doesn't understand how to like piece something together to like add tension. And, like he's so tone deaf. Like I wanted to like mention that too in this movie <laughs> that like he is so bad at juggling tones mm-hmm. like this. The, I don't even know what the tone of this movie would be. Like, I don't even know what genre you would even classify it either. 
You know, was I it don't know, comedy man. sci-fi? It's or? just like some weird. God, dude, there's so much shit to talk about. Like, I that's kind of why I wanted to like start from the beginning okay. and work our way yeah. through. Okay, well, where were we then? We were well, we were yeah PGA at the beginning Novak. with the house, yeah. and it's almost like this homage to the original, where the original plays like a fucking like horror movie at the beginning, pretty right. much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like going through this library. There's this like librarian floating around or whatever, and then in this movie. Uh, it's like trying to replicate that, but it's really flashy and just like throwing CG at you. Mm-hmm. Once like Zach Woods walks in the uh, uh, into the basement, the basement, yeah, and then what what was even happening there? He was like he was tricking the the patrons to like, oh, this place is haunted, but he has a little secret. That's right, uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, who cares? Like that he's tricking people. Mm-hmm. And then like. <laughs> Like, I guess they don't understand, like, what the point of him trying to trick people. And then, and then he finds a real ghost. Like, okay, well, great. Yeah, and there's there are know. a lot of uh, microcosms in scenes in this movie that I feel like exemplify why Paul Feig is such a bad director. So in the beginning, when Zach Woods, the fucking host or whatever, the tour guide, uh, finds out that it's haunted, mm-hmm. he's getting, like, thrown around a room and just yeah. like all of this, like none of it Already means up to eleven. Like it, we're it doesn't it mean up. anything. Yeah. It's turning Ghostbusters into like, like an action, like a comedy horror weird thing action. to like yeah. to an action comedy, and that's not Ghostbusters. Like that, that's not like really what Ghostbusters is. And I could, I don't know, because I want to separate myself from like the weird fandom backlash that's happened, but it's also like. I understand where they're coming from. You can objectively think this is a bad movie. Yeah. It's not even... For sure. You don't have to be a fan to think that this is horrible. That's that's true. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And then from there, we get introduced to, uh, you know, Kristen Wiig's character. She's a physicist. And um, she is ashamed of her past being a ghost investigator or whatever. Then Charles Dance is in this. Remember him? Charles Dance is great. I love Charles Dance. But... Just like I love Kristen Wiig, he you know is just underutilized yeah. again. Absolutely, know? he he doesn't know. So I think the original works so well, also because it has archetypes. Like each character is oh, like this so. weird specific thing. Like you have Egon, who's like the, nerdy the guy. very spectrumy kind of like doesn't know how to talk to people, like yeah. science guy. You have like Ackroyd, who's like crazy conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. guy, but kind of. Like in the middle, mm. and then you have Bill Murray who doesn't give a shit about, about anything. anything. Then you have Ernie Hudson who's kind of like the you know I'm just a blue collar guy. Mm. And uh, th- this movie they they cr- like they kind of <laughs> mesh them all up into a pot. So like all of them are kind of well all of that. That's that's the thing is that like I feel like it was some sort of like crusade about like um, f- fem like being a strong empowered woman. You know what I mean? Because okay. it was like, to me, they wanted to make women like you know awesome and like powerful and stuff. But the thing that's wrong with this film is that if you don't introduce like character flaws, then you just get like very one-dimensional characters that no one cares about. So it's actually a disrespect to women, I'd say, because they're not human. Mm-hmm. And, like, the archetypes in this were just so... not the They went to stereotypes rather than archetypes. And yeah, that's a, that's a really good observation. W- when yeah, you, sure. 
and then even that wasn't a success with the stereotypes because Kristen Wiig and um, Melissa McCarthy's characters were this weird, um, confused leader. Like who? Like they both wanted to be leaders, and I just didn't yeah. like understand. Like there was nothing interesting about that dynamic that they were fighting over who's the boss. Like remember, it's like. They yeah. both said at the same time in that one scene, like let's 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 go or something. Yeah, and they both said at the same time, it's like oh well, are you? And it's like who who is most of McCarthy supposed to be? Yeah, she's supposed to be smart leader. Who's Kristen Wiig supposed to be? She's supposed to be smart leader. Yeah, and it's like well, what well, is, it's what it's really doing. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because I think a lot of that kind of confusion about. Like what, like what each character, like who each character is, like that stuff that like is required to make something dramatic and like mm-hmm. impactful, um, is is due to the fucking improv, man. Like this yeah. movie more than maybe any other movie I've ever seen, like really shines a light on how improv can like fuck up storytelling, right? Because there's so much and it doesn't ever stop. To the point where, like, it's like I was telling you, like, this script was it like fucking like twelve, like ten pages long? Like, yeah, probably. Like, did they was the script like not much to go off of, and just like, uh, ins- like half the pages saying like insert uh, funny jokes improvised here, yeah, and it's like you have can't, conversation here. That's not gonna have make, banter here, yeah, yeah, and it's like that's not gonna make a good movie. Just having people. Like rattling. Well, off Anchorman jokes. did it right. You know, yeah. like Anchorman, like <laughs> it well, was because effective for sure. And I think what Adam Anchorman McKay did is it like continue. it has cl- it has clearly defined lines where like okay, this needs to be from the script and like what we planned, hmm. and then we can have this segment to be like you know uh, improvise some you know wacky shit. And, and that's what control Paul from Adam McKay, like he, exactly, he keeps He's, the through yeah. line there, you know, for sure. Yeah, it's he, like I mean, when you li- we listen, we've listened to Adventure Zone, and it's like there's still like yeah, like that's a if you haven't heard of it, you should go listen to it. It's a great podcast, yeah, um, absolutely. And it's they play Dungeons and Dragons, and the dungeon master he'll have like the general storyline that you have to keep on track, but. In between the key points, you can go have your fun, you know. Yeah. While yeah. Paul Feig is just like, ah, well, you know, it's just uh, kind of. That's actually let that's it a happen, really interesting you know? comparison, like comparing it to like a like D and D almost, where because D and D's ultimate improv game, it really is. Know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, because I think that's what he doesn't understand as a director is like where to draw the line, like yeah. because like like this movie obviously had a roadmap of where they generally wanted the story to go. Mm. But I felt like even in the movie, a lot of it was like driven by uh, stuff that was like, like improvised. And it's, well, that's, that's what's weird about it is that he wanted to maximize the amount of improv in the film. And then when it was time for plot to happen, he would just have this like five minute um, conversation that's pure exposition. You notice that, like in the yeah, film, yeah, yeah. Like they're like, well, um, uh, there's a class five thing, and then if you connect these dots, or yeah, it was a bunch of like technical, like gibberish yeah. that they were talking. But then it would 
lead them to the next plot point, you know? Yeah. And it was just so lazy because it's like, let's just shove all the exposition into, like, this one area. Yeah. And then, like, okay, now it's time to, like, you know, let's party and improv again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's he's he might be one of the... I mean, he is one of the worst working directors that we have today, man. I mean, he's technically, like, <laughs> successful. I mean, he's he's been failing upward... <laughs> fucking from the beginning, dude. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I did have like some pretty interesting uh, little trivia tidbits here. So Emma Stone turned down a role in this movie. Thank God, which, Emma thank Stone. Christ, I love you, Emma Stone. Um, so apparently, oh she stated God. this could all be you know whatever, just yeah. her playing nice. But she stated that she liked the script, but was wary about wading into another potential series. Okay. Insert laugh track here because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. it's not going to hey, happen. Hey, Ghost Core? Hey, where you at, Ghost Core? Hey, hey, where that dark universe? Hey, at? yo, yeah. where that dark universe? Hey, Ghost Core, I sent you my resume. You hired me soon or what? Yeah. <laughs> Ghost Boys, hey, Ghoul Beaters movie. Ghoul Beaters happened, 2018. Ghoul Beaters, come back. Um, but I think Emma Stone is just like, just being, a, being nice. Yeah, so, I mean, I think. Thank God she wasn't in this. Good. Thank you, Emma Stone. Um, she looked out. Yeah. Um, so this, I think this will make you happy <laughs> that uh, Paul Feig revealed that the first cut of the movie was four hours and fifteen minutes long. So could have been worse. Could have been what? over two times the movie, man. What? Just imagine how. I want to watch that super. That super. That would be good. holy shit. Okay, man. so we need to find that cut, and we need to start a um, a donation pool. You know, we're gonna do it for, cancer, for kids with cancer or cancer something. Cancer kids, yeah. Then we'll. You can watch us watch uh, the Ghostbusters twenty sixteen original four hour cut. <laughs> And as we so we'd somehow make it on repeat that. for twenty four hours. Yep, I, I bet you it was just due to all those improv lines. It had scenes. to be, man. Yeah, they would go on for so long. I remember when Leslie Jones. This is one of the, her poorer lines. Was uh-huh. like, "Hey," uh, or she was telling Melissa McCarthy's character, "Hey, I got you a sandwich. Your your blood sugar's low." Yeah, and, and like, then it was that, just, they it was call just back it. that. Yeah, so that's what annoys me about this movie too is that. They call back. It's so strange, dude, because lines. they start these jokes at the beginning <laughs> that aren't funny, but then it's weird because it's almost like maybe those were written into the script, or maybe okay, maybe they filmed it chronologically. Yeah. So that so that sense. they were able to do these callbacks, and it's almost like it was like a joke on set where they were all like, "Ah, oh, that was funny what you said there, yeah. Melissa, you know, Melissa McCarthy." Uh, we'll call that back later, and it's like, but we don't understand why that's funny. That's not funny to us. Yes. Yeah, um, there's a lot of that shit, like the wonton soup being like the biggest joke of the movie, and it actually ends with a wonton soup joke. Yeah, it does, and it's like that stuff on its own. I don't know, maybe no, that'd be funny it's somewhere. Not. It's not. Like I don't get it. Like she just the whole shtick yeah. about it is that the delivery guy is like, uh, I don't care, and I didn't bring you enough wontons. In my wonton soup. And she gets mad because there's not enough wontons like any normal person would. Yeah. It's not funny. It's just like, man, I wish I had more wontons in this soup. Yeah. Because it's a wonton soup. It's just. And then they end it with like too many wontons in the wonton soup. It's yeah. Like, well, I, I think that, you know what? This? The more I think about it, 
the angrier I get. Because it's like, <laughs> this improv is in place of, like, character establishment. Like, setting up characters, giving them an emotional arc, which, by the way, well, the there's of, none. The there's none. Of, yeah, the point of comedy, at least good comedy, is to establish character, like, who this person is. Yeah. Like, remember we saw that, um, what was the name of the guy? I want to plug him in. The guy, um, who did the, uh, video essay about, um, you know how Wes Anderson has, is a really, has really funny films. Yeah, But yeah. it's not like... Oh, I don't know. Funny for... Patrick Willems, nerd writer. Maybe. One of but them. But anyways, like, though the funny parts are to show who this character is, to mm-hmm. develop them. And it's not just, like, just for the sake of fun, being funny. Yeah. It's not... Know? Yeah, exactly. It's not based in character. Yeah. Where, um... It's you not know, based in character, yeah. Yeah, and we've compared Paul Feig to, like, J.J. Abrams before. And I'll say this for J.J. Abrams, like, who Paul Feig is, like, the comedy version of him and a much, yeah. much worse, <laughs> like, technical and everything director. But, like, he, like I feel like J.J. Abrams' comedy usually comes from, like, the actual characters, like, who they are as people. Right. Um... It's like it's like Ray's like fish out of water stuff and like Force Awakens and whatever we can go on with that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and none of that is like the comedy comes from nowhere. The comedy is in place of maybe a few moments where they could have established like like okay, so the Kristen Wig yeah. scene uh, with like her talking about her past pissed me off yeah. a lot because it was like the old lady died next door and she was at the foot of my bed and you can tell one. That Paul Feig doesn't give a shit about this story at all. Yeah, and it's supposed to be an emotional moment. It's supposed yeah, to be. the the music kind of yeah. swells up, and it's like... And slows oh you in on Kristen Wiig, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Kristen Wiig is fucking doing whatever. She's trying. Doing her best. And just, like, it's so easy to be like, my mom died when I was 12, and... I would see her sometimes, and I right. didn't know if it if, if it was a like I don't know. You do anything that would, that would be so effective because it's like her mom, and she sees her and mom she sees as the a end. ghost, and then she, when they're in the void, and oh, oh everything, so, Jesus Christ, dude, dude you just made so, a way better movie. Oh my god, dude, it's, <laughs> this movie's so bad. This movie's such a waste of fucking time. <laughs> And oh my god, guys! I, dude, that's brilliant. You should have written it. I know. It, god dude. damn it! Because um, like, like that's the those are the moments that you do the payoffs like that, yeah. like emotional payoffs. Not wonton not- soup. <laughs> that's not the fucking payoff of the movie, <laughs> guys. There's gonna be a lot of yelling. I got mad during this movie, guys, and we haven't even talked about fucking oh the god. fandom, motherfucking Bill Murray Ghostbuster shit. Uh, well, well, let's keep going through. So where do we? Where do we leave off on? Getting hot, dude. Um, uh, Okay, so it was denied permission to be screened in China, which is kind of interesting. Which is somewhat common because uh, China, the supernatural, the supernatural stuff gets banned. Which there was a movie that came out not too long ago. Oh, Doctor Strange came out there. Really? Yeah, and I was like, that's what the that's fuck? That's strange. That's like the most supernatural yeah. movie you're going to get. Like all these like wizards and stuff, like throwing yeah. magic around. It's so it's crazy. But <laughs> I guess like it has to be like ghost maybe. I think it's the Maybe ghost that's thing. it, right? Like maybe yeah. that's the line they draw. Mm. Um so I thought that was kind of interesting. Really that really I remember I don't people, think it would have even succeeded if it opened. No, no. <laughs> it didn't succeed in the US. That's no, funny. yeah, I mean it, they probably cut out a chunk of the, you know, the box office budget or the yeah the box office pull but like probably not by a time thank goodness that you know what i I give a lot of shit to china 
But oh boy, thank you for uh, not giving Ghostbusters any more money. Yeah, thanks for not giving that one a pass. Yep. Um, so Jennifer Lawrence and Rebel Wilson were considered by Paul Feig. Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Both of those are interesting. I could I have think seen Rebel, Rebel Wilson makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I could have seen her in the movie. J Law would make zero sense. I can't. Well, I can't the thing even is, if they if they that. played. So I kind of think Jennifer Lawrence and who was the first uh, Emma, Emma Stone? Stone. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, made, Emma Stone. Yeah, who else? Rebel um, Wilson. Let's put her on there. Fuck it. Yeah, I. And, well, uh, there were more. Like a young, upcoming, like you know. The thing is, I almost feel like it'd be better if they did like like a Sandra Bullock type or something. Like if they did take like a straight approach to the Kristen Wiig character. Right. Like, I think that's what the, that he kind of had on paper, but he got Kristen Wiig. And yeah. so and she's going to make no, things funny. There was no Bill Murray archetype. No one who gave a shit. You know, there had to be some, who didn't get exactly. Yeah, there should have been someone the sub, who didn't the subversive. Care. Like, yeah. I don't really care. Whatever. Like an asshole. Yeah. Just and like, I think yeah. that maybe was supposed to be like Kate McKinnon, but she was also Egon. And I'm not like trying to say like that. But it was it also fit. Kristen Wiig too. Yeah, I'm not saying it should fit into these molds. I'm just saying. But that that's what they were trying to do, though, which was funny. Yeah, exactly. Like, you it know, like half-asses yeah. certain things. Um, <laughs> so it's like if you're gonna follow the mold, you might as well go all the way and like add the you know add the asshole. Yeah. Stick to the nerdy autist person. Stay. Uh, get 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 the. Regular Joe Schmo, mm-hmm. Leslie Jones one, and then yeah. straight leader. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, I, don't, I don't think I don't think anyone would have complained if that happened. Honestly, like yeah, no one. It's Ghostbusters. Like who cares? Well, yeah, yeah, and it defines the characters more in relationship to each other too. And you have really cool. You'll have a cool dynamic. Like it's just yeah. very different. There, there are no character dynamics in this movie. Yeah. It's four actresses put in a room told to say lines or make up lines that are really funny or mm. talk about soup and sandwiches and fucking pizza. Uh, Papa yep. John's, guys, I just want to give another shout-out to our buddies over at Papa mm-hmm. John's. Papa John's. Um, really delicious they got, pizza. They got the garlic sauce, too. The guys, sauce Sony, great. Pringles, Papa John's, Hostess, Dave & Buster's. 7-Eleven. Brands. Why not? Really good brands. Speaking of brands, another bit of trivia. Uh, this movie's marketing budget, $70 million. What was the budget overall? You know? uh, that's actually a good question. I don't know. Um, $70 million budget? You know what? Actually, no. That's actually not that unreasonable. It's not. Because it's most movies... double, right? Yeah. Most movies' uh, budgets are... Or I'm sorry. Most movies' marketing budgets are half the budget. Or half the budget. Or half of the... Yeah. Or I thought you double it for the... You might be right, actually. So the budget was $144 million. So about half. Maybe you're right. No, I think it is half. I think it's half, half of, of the production, the production. budget. Um, Man, that's crazy, dude. That's a lot of money. But they were able to offset some of those budget costs uh, with brands like Sony, Hostess, uh, Papa John's, all of them. Um, there's not much else on this on this paper. Well, let's honestly. just finish up trivia. We don't we don't need to go any further in trivia. Yeah, that's about it for trivia. What we can do is do some uh, signature moves by Paul Feige. Can't stop saying that, man. I'm gonna start <laughs> equating them in my head, and I'm gonna start like hating Marvel movies now. Um, I think it's hard to hate Marvel. It's movies. pretty hard, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's bad. Yeah, uh, 
it's little to no visual storytelling other than pure aiming yeah. a camera at a thing, a thing happens, aim it the other way, mm-hmm. show it, you know, show what the people are doing. It's 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 the most basic like if a like a middle schooler was like filming something. I you know what? Yeah. I was just thinking about this while watching. It's got to be frustrating as fuck being a cinematographer for Paul, for Paul Feig, right? Because like cinematographers are really easy actually. Maybe really easy. Yeah, it depends on how much you actually care about (laughs) the art of cinematography, right? Yeah. Because, like... like, does whatever he says and just gets it done. Yeah, I mean, cinematographers are... The way I I believe it works is, like, they're They're the the technical side. They they figure out a way to make something look the way the director wants it. Yeah, they're they're the film artist. yeah, Yeah, but... Yeah, but ultimately I think that it is the director, at least, who... Is saying like, um, you know, let's tell it this way. Right. Let's make it look something like this. And it's for this, it's a job cinematographer to to convert that language into mm-hmm. the, the film. You exactly. Know? Like, re, uh, pra- practically, you know. Yeah, and and the most of the time for, and I don't think Paul Feig like has any idea of like how he wants to film something. He just says, "Well, we got this room, and let's yeah, let's uh, let's film it." So that's exactly uh, like that's a I feel like. Move. So the signature move being uh, the cinematographer sitting on his ass uh, for ninety five percent of a Paul Feig movie shoot. Uh, that's his I, signature. I move. I feel like they didn't even hire a cinematographer. He is kind of like Christ. it's like his. Uh, it's probably like his son or something, and it's like. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll get you on set. All you gotta do is hold this camera press the yeah. cord. It's really easy, boy. Oh God. Um, Improv if you want on the camera. Yeah, behind the camera doesn't matter. Just yell something. Yell something funny. <laughs> do some cool stuff with the camera. Uh, Why not? Okay, signature moves. So he's got he's got the typical the same, big yep. heavy hitters here. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got his girl Melissa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked with Wig before. Um, I just had a random thought that, man, if Rose Byrne was in this movie, it probably would have been a lot better. Rose Byrne's so good. Who's that? Uh, she was in she was in Bridesmaids. She was in Spy. You didn't see Spy, right? No. Fuck, man. She is, like, actually amazing in that who movie. Who was she in Rose... Who was she in... Um, she, I think she was, like, the main... Uh, Kristen Wiig's friend who's getting the married? The bride? The bride. Oh, she okay. Bride. I don't really remember. Yeah. I, she, she's but, amazing yeah. in Spy. But... Just random thought. Um, so yeah, I mean, cast wise, he has the usual people. Uh-huh. Um, let's see, bad visual language. What uh, do you have any signature moves you were thinking of? Or? Um, you know, I I, I I think it's really the improv stuff is like his hugest signature move here. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, that's no. I mean, that's definitely the biggest one. I mean, noise. Like just going along with uh, maybe a little less so. I am David. That that one yeah. more shows him as an incompetent um, drama director. Drama director. Yeah. There's a, some zoom ins. There's a few. You know, like on oh, the, some of those weird zoom ins. Um, yeah, on the phone that's inside the aquarium for some reason. Uh huh. There there is a phone inside the aquarium, and we don't know how it got there, but mm-hmm. it's the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, the improv is really the biggest one. Wait, can we talk about Chris Hemingsworth for okay. a moment? Hemsworth, so, right? Hemsworth? 
I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't think it's Hemingworth. I think it, that's, did I say Hemingworth? I yeah. said Hemsworth. I thought okay. I said Hemsworth. I think he said Hemingsworth. But um, so Paul Hemingsworth, um, <laughs> Paul Paul Hemingsworth. Okay, so I'm gonna say something right so now. So Thor's in this. I'm gonna say something right now. Paul? He is a fucking comedic revelation in this movie. I love Chris Hemsworth in this movie. I don't know, man. I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I, I wasn't. I, I really wasn't digging it. I just loved what I loved about it is how like doubled down, and I give. All of the credit well, I, here on Chris Hemsworth, yeah, no, on his like weird fucking choices that he makes as this character. I feel, no, I respect uh, Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth and how he did it. Yeah, because yeah. he was just like, yeah, this is ins- this is so fucking stupid that I'm just gonna fucking just have fun with it and just do it. But yeah. like the actual content was just the dumbest shit I've ever <laughs> seen in my fucking life. Like yeah. the 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 my cat thing. That like, was a little ridiculous. That was yeah. insane. <laughs> I couldn't believe, like, I, I remember seeing this historical context. I remember seeing this in theaters. And I just couldn't believe what I was watching on the screen that this yeah. was, this is a bit. Mm-hmm. This is like something you, this is like one joke you tell a girl you like in middle school. In middle, yeah. That's you know, a good it, it's just, it, and, yeah. It's, and it happens for less than a minute. Like, you say the joke for less than a minute. Yeah. And it's all done. But this goes on for probably about five minutes talking it's, about the uh, cat and yeah. how it's a dog, actually. And yeah, it just keeps it's going. rough, man. It's really, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, beyond that, I didn't care for that one. But really, a lot of the other choices he's making and... You're telling me you liked the, the, um, the, the, gla- the lensless... Glass I, th- I thought that was funny. I thought that was a funny joke that he was like, you know, the, the glasses, the lenses just keep getting in the way. So I took them out. And like, that's just no, so no, absurd. No, that I thought it was that was fine. Yeah. That was that itself was fine. Uh-huh. But when they started doing where he, he started covering up his eyes when his ears hurt. And you know what I mean? Like, so I love that, too, no, because that's, that's him being like. Fuck it, I'm just, I'm so fucking dumb, I don't even know how, like, a human body works. Like, I loved how, no, he's a I don't like how that fits reason. in this movie. Yeah. But I like that as it's, like I told you, I want a fucking if Kevin it's isolated cinematic universe, yeah. let's do it. Kevin movies, let's, let's fucking line but them up. But I feel like he was just put there just so to say that men are dumb. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. that was his whole point, was that, like, these women are so smart, everybody. They're mm-hmm. so smart and intelligent, and then look at this dumb fucking idiot yeah. who's fucking stupid, but he's handsome and hot. Mm-hmm. And this is how guys treat women all the time. Well, okay, so you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the now whole point now of we're him. getting into something, you know, that I think is really interesting about this movie, where that stuff. Okay, so I think what maybe Paul Feig wanted to get across in that scene is like doing a satire of how women's secretaries are portrayed in movies, right? Like, that's kind of what he's trying to make fun of. But he doesn't land any of it. Like, it's mm. it's uh, it's like its own weird thing that doesn't mesh with anything else in the movie. Well, it's like, you can still have them be dumb, but they just made him literally retarded. Like, where he's not yeah, a functioning exactly. human that's, being. That's where the execution comes into play, right. where, like, he did not Like, you could have done that. that. Mm-hmm. You could have made the secretary dumb. Yeah. That's not a problem. It's just that, like, why would you make him, like... 
a non-functioning human being. Yeah, an actually mentally ill human being. (laughs) Who should be in an insane asylum. (laughs) But it's like, but I remember on Red Letter Media, they also mentioned how the secretary in the original Ghostbusters, the, uh, what's her name? Um, I don't know her. Yeah, the, the... Fictional or real or otherwise. Right. So, but she was, um, she wasn't stupid. She was actually really smart and, and quippy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like the original Ghostbusters ever disrespected, like, women, you know? And then in this one, it's like, oh, let's just make this, let's do the gender swaps, and but then also make the secretary fucking dumb for some reason, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess we're getting there, right? Like, we should probably talk about how... How incredibly, <sighs> how incredibly um, anti-men this is. Well, I was going to say just and how anti-Ghostbusters, it. it seems, well, this movie just is. Well, anti-men, too. Yeah. I mean, well, you speak you to that, because I don't want to wade into that minefield. Really? And I'll talk about the Ghostbusters but stuff. The, the thing is, is like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm okay to say it, because, like, they're... It was just, like, it was more like go-girl power sort of thing. Yeah. And to me, it's just like, well, that's cool. You can do that stuff. But it was just such a petty execution that it was yeah, just like yeah. it just seemed like it was so butthurt about like everything that everyone said on the internet about the Ghostbusters. Well, okay, thing. yeah, and then so the villain comes into play at this yeah, point, right? And right. when he when he first showed up and he's kind of talking about uh, it was really on the nose, typical Paul Feig shit, where he's saying right. everything he feels and all this stuff. Like nobody, nobody respects me. All this stuff. Like, okay, this guy's an incel. Obviously, yeah. that's that's what he's supposed to represent. I was like. Which I was is like, an interesting huh, concept. That yeah. is an interesting concept. And I feel like a good director, maybe even like a female director, could have made made that work. And maybe if they didn't do it so fucking on the nose and blunt see, and poorly executed, then I think that could have been an interesting Let me give you thing. a way better example of how to empower women mm-hmm. in like a great way and still go girl power and have fun. It's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is yeah. a fantastic film, except for the third act. We all know this, but like, <laughs> like that, yeah. like is just an awesome movie about a woman kicking ass, you know. And it's fun, and uh-huh. you and you love how she you you don't disrespect her or anything, but and it, and she doesn't even like hate men either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like. Obviously, um, Chris Pine's character was like the, you know, the love interest, the, you know, typically played by a woman mm-hmm. in most movies. But, like, you didn't feel like Chris Pine was, like, underneath her or anything, right? You know, like, she, he wasn't, yeah. like, disrespected in his role. Well, and I think, I think... Well, here, thing- everything was, di- like, all the men were just, like, just stupid idiots and yeah. assholes. And it know? really felt like... And that, that's going back to, like, that movie is made by a woman director. It, maybe if exactly. a woman director made fucking Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. because it's like it's like Paul Feig had some weird, like, thing that he needed to prove. Yeah, where like, he was I'm like, a feminist. I'm a, I'm a feminist. feminist. And yeah. it's like, fucking, it's not in your movie. Like, it's, <laughs> you don't fucking, like, respect your characters. The, like you mentioned at the end, it's really, like, a really important thing, I think he pointed out, which is, like, they aren't responsible for saving the city at Yeah, the they end. don't... It is an accident. It's like have have them like go on a journey. They become these almost like uh, yeah, like iconic have, heroes. Have character flaws that may, and then let them grow. Yeah, and then let them all come together 
and let them solve the problems themselves. While this one's like, well, there's a... The like, car- they don't have agency. Yeah, they really. don't have agency. So it's yeah. actually... This movie's actually misogynistic. Hey. Can you, is is Paul Feig a stealth like misogynist? Maybe, man. Maybe he wants to. <laughs> yeah, maybe he wants to poison the well. Like that's what he's doing. He hates he movie. secretly wanted this movie to fucking bomb at the box office. Um, man, I really wish we had like a, a female on this episode because it's, it's well, not, we're kind of in hell weird. right now. I know, I know. We don't have any around us. Um, that's why we don't because yes, we're in hell, guys. In Keep hell. that in mind. Um, and yeah, and kind of what I was getting to also is the is the way that this movie kind of tosses aside Ghostbusters, doesn't really respect it, and there's like a lot of different layers of issues that I have with this. Layers. A lot of it is uh, Bill Murray stuff. One, okay, you're gonna get Bill Murray in your movie. Um, cool. All right. <laughs> Two, okay, you're not going to fucking... I didn't work out this numbering system, but that's why I'm just going off the fucking rails here. Uh, You're going to get Bill Murray in your movie, and he's not going to be funny? You're a fucking terrible comedy director, Paul Feig. You have fucking Bill Murray in your movie, and he's not funny. You can just have Bill Murray just stand there and it'd be funny. But yeah. somehow Paul Feig... Well, all his stuff felt like line readings. <laughs> yep. It's like like he, like he was reading from the script. Bill and it's Murray like, let him just like, fucking go off yeah. the rail if everybody else is. Bill Murray just looks so tired and just yeah. done. He was, he was so tired that he was sitting down in the scene that he was in. Dude, I'm sure... Yeah, Can he didn't believe care. he was sitting down in that scene? Yeah. He he definitely. I don't even know why he agreed to come back, man. That, like, that paycheck must have been. I guess so. Freaking. Right? I mean, that one forty-four million, probably a one Four of those of millions. Fucking Murray money right there. Um, yeah, I mean, even be, so, that bugged me a lot. I was like, right. "You're gonna bring Bill Murray back? Okay, he's a different character. We get it. Fine. Oh, he doesn't believe in ghosts. Okay, and it's like there's all this shit." That, that builds up, at least it built up to me as like a fuck you, like, right. as like a fuck you, this is a new thing. Right. Like, this is the new era. And I think that can work if you're doing it in like the style of like The Last Jedi. And a lot of people disagree with me, but I think The Last Jedi says, this is everything you know, but this is, here are reasons why it sucks and here are reasons why it's good. Right. And then it also has a thematic purpose to it. Whereas in this movie, they just kill him off, they throw him out a window, and he's dead. Because Bill Murray's wanted to not be a part of the universe anymore. I guess so, that's right? It. No, that's what he yeah. said. He want, he would only oh, come okay. back oh, if, if they he killed, killed him, really? him off. Yeah, I didn't that's, know that. Wow. Like, that was part of the agreement the for his cameo. So he's like the fucking Harrison Ford of the yeah, essentially. Ghostbusters but, universe. you know, for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, not for a whole. Like, Bill Murray was just so lazy, he had to sit down yeah. and then die. So Bill Murray slept walk through about three or four minutes, and Harrison Ford slept walk through about 40 to 50 minutes yep. of a uh, movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really have an issue with that. And like, uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man also, right. which it's like, uh, this movie, it's ju- it's just so empty. Like it's, it's all very so empty. Shallow. Whereas like at least with, um, like Force Awakens, even Last Jedi, I, I'm sorry I keep comparing to Star Wars, but it's like the most like recent. No, it's, it's, a, it's a good comparison because of franchise, so. like. 
it's really good because I mean, Ghostbusters was made because of it's a it's a legacy sequel. Yeah. well, it's not even, but it's of a like weird thing. famous franchises for sure. So it's like Star Wars is a completely fair comparison. Yeah, and so I, I think at least Star Wars, even even though the Force Awakens had a lot of kind of um, you know uh, empty or not 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 empty, but it, it had a lot of callbacks and a lot of like uh, fan service. Fans, that's what I was yeah. looking for. Um, fan service. There was like heart to it like you felt like it was being there right. being put there because the creator really liked cared it. about it yeah so that's a key is yeah. that like this movie hates ghostbusters fans which doesn't make any sense because yeah. it's a ghostbuster movie you would want your fans to to watch it i'd hope yeah you know like i don't i don't know that it. that yeah. is really interesting yeah like i like it's okay to do a gender bend, like fine, but like why are you why are you insulting like fans? It's like it's like the villain was a Ghostbuster fan. Yeah. Like he yeah. loved he loves Ghost, you know, one. Mm-hmm. And he's a fucking loser. Two. And he's <laughs> yeah, two. And like uh and he's the villain, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just don't it, like it was most, a weird like the demographic yeah. of Ghostbusters is that it's usually like white males, right? That's what Right? Yeah. I, and I, I felt like so. they just gender bent just to just to capitalize on neoliberal um film. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm just yeah. you know, it's like if you don't watch Ghostbusters and this is one of my biggest beefs about it actually. If you don't watch Ghostbusters, you hate a woman being in film. And if you don't, if you watch it and you don't like it, then you don't like women in film, which is like, because you can weaponize <laughs> That's interesting. That. That's like you, the last Jedi weaponize. thing. Yeah. It's really, yeah. The thing is, it's like, it takes away any, like, objective, like, criticism of it. It's like, yeah. you hate it because you hate women. It's like, no, it's just a bad movie. You know, like, yeah. I love Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. And that's literally a woman kicking ass. And it's yeah. because it's a good movie. Like, that's, that's the thing. Just make a good movie. Yeah. That's all I fucking ask it's, for. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, I didn't honestly. So, mm. going into watching it today, I expected me to like really have some like ammo against you on this one. Right, I, I knew, really I did. did yeah. I, I was like <laughs> prepared to be like, okay, I think this movie might not be like great, might not be good, but I think it's gonna have some stuff. I chose it for that a I'm reason, like. right? No, dude, and like, yeah, I mean, fucking well done because like. I forgot even what my point was. I forgot what we were just talking about. But, yeah, I mean, I ended up, yeah, well, basically I expected it to be, like, kind of a middle-of-the-road thing I'd enjoy. And I was, like, caught off guard by how much I really, really, like, hated this movie. Because, like, I think a lot of people are apologizing for this movie because yeah, of Paul that. Yeah, even, like, apologized for it. Yeah, well, yeah, and, like, it's because of that pre-backlash of all these fucking, like, incel douchebags who Mm. were like, women, Ghostbusters, no, no, not in my world, and it's like, (laughs) fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys. take the movie on its own, and it's fucking bad, and it's like, even after the movie came out, it was like... See, it was was weaponizing the insults from the incels, you know? And it's like, thanks a lot, incels, fuck you guys, I fucking hate incels. Yeah. So, Brent, if, uh... If good old Tim Burton decided, I'm going to remake oh, a Ghostbusters Jesus. film, what would he do? I think he would make a fantastic Ghostbusters film, actually. Because it's actually right no, up his wheelhouse. No, you know what? I was thinking, so it's this, time, this time while watching it, 
you know, uh, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about no, that. You were we're actually thinking it. about. It. I was. I was like, hmm. I didn't really come up with any solid ideas, but while watching <laughs> it, I was like, he would make. I think a solid Ghostbusters. He would movie. make a good Ghostbusters. If there's any like franchise that I feel like you could probably plug Tim Burton into, it might be like Ghostbusters because yeah. I feel like he would. What he would do that Paul Feig didn't is he would respect like the paranormal stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. That stuff would be done. I think really solidly. I mean, like, just, that like, would be done um, just like just like Beetlejuice. And... Beetlejuice, yeah. I haven't seen Beetlejuice. I remember seeing it when I was a kid, and I really liked it, but yeah. I haven't seen it recently. Mm. But, it, you know, it'd just be kind of, like, wacky and slimy and kind of, you know, and Ghostbusters would make sense for his sort of, like, tone control. Yeah, you yeah. know what? That's that's a good point, yeah. I don't, I don't know about the comedy stuff, if he would really nail that. I don't think he's been... I think 90s Burden probably could do it. Because even, yeah. like, in terms of Batman, I could see that type of tone working with Ghostbusters. Yeah, you that's know? true. That's true. Even though, like, original Ghostbusters is kind of, like, this dry, cynical humor, mm-hmm. I could still see it being, like, you know, kind of wacky dark, that Tim Burton. For does. sure. Yeah, I yeah. think he would walk, I think he would walk the line well. And um, we're actually complimenting Tim Burton because of how, I like, mean, that's what, well, I already core. accepted defeat, so here, <laughs> here we fucking are. Um, yeah, I mean, who do you, th- let me think. Here. Who do you think he would cast? Yeah. What about um, casting stuff? Well, you would have Johnny Depp as the leader. No, fuck Johnny Depp. What? You don't think he'd be a leader? I don't want him in the movie. Well, this is not your movie. <laughs> this is like Tim Burton's movie. This is Tim, Tim Burton's movie. movie yeah. Um, yeah, Johnny Depp is. is I would. Leader. I would like to see him as like the mayor. Paul Giamatti as like the nerdy guy. <laughs> wow, that'd be that'd, that'd be pretty rule. cool. Right? That yeah, fucking Paul rule, man. Paul Giamatti. Wow, that's an inspired casting choice. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. Um, uh, uh, put Joaquin Phoenix in there, maybe. Dude, yes, that rule. He would never do a Ghostbusters movie. That fucking kick ass. Uh, I mean, make it, make it. Uh, not just all women or all men. Get like Mia Wasikowska in there as like the new. Chick. No, no, Helen Bonham Carter as. Uh, okay, as as like the wacky, maybe the wacky like. Oh, that's um, good. Engineer person. That's good. Yeah. Right. And she's like, she's married to Paul Giamatti or something. Paul Giamatti is like the. Uh, who is he? What, what archetype would he be? I don't know. Would he be like the the conspiracy, the Dan Aykroyd type? Yeah, I think so. Dan Aykroyd type. He, yeah. he fits pretty well there. Uh, uh, then kind of Johnny Depp is like the straight leader guy. Yeah. You know? Real, real, real uh, cool. And then so who's the who's the who's the blue collar guy? Or a lady or trans? We don't um. We don't discriminate here. We don't on discriminate. The director showdown. Um. Who else is in fucking Tim Burton? Uh, Michael Keaton as... Um, <laughs> oh, okay. For some reason in my head, I, I pictured Michael Caine when you said that. Why? And I was like, <laughs> Master Wayne, they're all Master ghosts about... Wayne. He's not even in any Tim Burton films. I don't know why I, I pictured that. No, Michael Keaton would fucking Michael rule, Keaton would dude. Be great, That'd be dude. great. That'd be like almost like a Homecoming, like Spider-Man Homecoming type thing. Right? That'd be badass, dude. Maybe Michael Keaton as a, as a villain? Or oh, Michael, Michael Caine is the villain. Why Alan keep, Rickman. Why do you keep thinking? Of I like, think everybody is Michael Caine tonight. I guess you need you, you need Michael Caine in your films. I guess so. No, dude. I think Alan Rickman is the villain. Hello, Ghostbusters. Hello, Johnny <laughs> Depp. It's Alan Rickman. Uh, Are you R. going I. to 
Buster Ghost. <laughs> no, but he's like this, like, uh, like, oh, yeah, what Alan. era? That's how you could get the Tim Burton influence, is like your villain. Did you see Ghostbusters Oh, you know what would be so fucking cool? Hold up. Hold okay, okay, up. okay. Victorian age yep. Ghostbusters. Yep. Yes. Did you see Ghostbusters 2 with Ivan whatever the fuck? They kind of did Ivan Reitman? A little bit. No, I, uh, yes, Ivan Reitman. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you directed it. Um, yeah. No, the, the villain was kind of, he was like, uh... Kind of a Victorian era, but not to the extent that no, Tim Burton No, it was. needs to be in the Victorian era. Like, it's oh, Ghostbusters. Shit. That's what I meant. Damn. They okay. need to be, like, in Victorian era, and they're, they're Ghostbusters, like, yeah. in England, and it's, like, the shit. 1800s, and it's all steampunky and shit. Oh, oh that's yes, it. That's it. Damn. That's going to be so cool. I would love that movie, actually. That, I feel like that movie would get on my nerves, but I would accept it for being how fun, like, how, like, Dude, that would be down fucking cool. Come on. That would be cool. That would make sense to really, like, change. Man, Ghost Core, where are you at, dog? Hire, you Dude, hiring your what? fucking get these boys, watch <laughs> Ghoul Beaters as fucking, that's our fucking, uh, that's our test right there. Watch Ghoul Beaters. Yeah, just Google Ghoul Beaters. You'll know what we're talking about, listeners. But yeah, Victorian age steampunk Ghostbusters would be so fucking cool, actually. That would be really fucking right? rad, dude. Right? that be rad as fuck? That'd be awesome. Oh my god, I would love that movie. Okay, Johnny Depp's the villain, though. Okay. Um, I'm trying to like work my brain through. Will Smith. Will Smith is, is leader, and he's like, well, we some kind of ghost court... Ghost Core Squad. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other actors in uh, Tim Burton movies, but yeah. it's all Johnny Depp, so it's kind of like <laughs> fruitless, I guess. I mean, Ewan McGregor in what, what, what his best movie, in? Big Fish, man. Oh, yeah. I Fuck it. That. Ewan McGregor is the lead of the fucking <laughs> Ghost Core Victorian era Tim Burton squad. And he has to wear f- fun goggles. I just want to see them kill Johnny Depp on screen in like a crazy... Like violent gothic way. Oh, do they? Where, he, where like he's a, like banging Helena Barron Carter. Yeah, at the same time. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus Just Christ! He falls in love it. with uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yep. Oh man, that's solid, dude. That's a solid ass movie. If Ghost Core was still a thing at they Sony, would... <laughs> that's the next movie. This God next damn, franchise, man. Right? That's it. That's fucking God. Hire I feel us. like you could do that. You could do that for like forty mil. Like you don't need a ton of money. Yeah, you don't. You really don't. It's just you have to have a good director to do it. That's yeah. all. That's us. Yeah. That's your voice. That's your voice That's right the here. Showdown squad. Right the there. dolphin, dolphin curl, dolphin yep. curl, Hell curl yeah. dolphin. The new Lord Miller right there. Yep. Sign us up. Anyways, that, that pretty much gives. That's pretty much uh, a great segment on what would Tim Burton do? I'd say. I think so. We we ended on a fucking. Uh, on a high right there, yes, I think, for sure. It's been some stinkers last <laughs> few episodes, but we managed to pull finish out. Finish strong, finish strong. So, uh, sorrel context, just real quick. Uh, I saw this in 2016. I remember, I I honestly remember like wanting to like it because yeah. I was really mad about all the incel stuff. Yeah. And after the movie, I was like, well, this is. This is fine. Yeah, we talked and, about it at work. Yeah. I remember that because I had just gotten the job at Chase and uh, yeah. you you had seen it. We were talking during break or something. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you're like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was fine. You you were, yeah. you were did like your thing where you were like, it was fine. Yeah. And then like talked about like the bad jokes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, 
But and then watch then really like thinking about it afterwards. Yeah, dude. It it, it planted its seeds in yeah. you like a fucking bacteria. Because like, I wanted I wanted it not to like be terrible. Yeah. No, me too, dude. Yeah. Going into it today. Yeah. yeah, I felt the same way. Because it's like I think it's fine to have, you know, gender bends. Like it's fine. Like just make a good movie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to piss off the incels because that's cool. Like fuck those guys. And you know, Paul Free can't even do that. He just he just he fucks everything up and this is why incels exist. Yeah. Because of him. Because <laughs> of Paul Feig. He he runs their uh their subreddit. Yeah, he's um, actually the spy incel. He's actually involuntary celibate, Paul Feig. Oh shit. He does that he's never sense. had sex before. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, I mean context. So yeah, I mean we were talking about how um, you know, they announced this movie. There have been like decades of rumors of like Dan Aykroyd had a script for a third one. Yeah. There was like the uh like back when like Apatow was like at his peak, there were rumors of uh like a Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, whatever, James Franco, blah 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 John movie. Cena. <laughs> that was that was pre John oh, Chan- Cena. No, it was Channing Tatum, Tatum, excuse me. Channing Tatum probably, yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, there were talks about that happening and them wanting to do it was a sequel at that point. It was almost like what I would attribute to being more of like a Force Awakens thing where like yeah. where like so you have the universe, old actors yeah. but they're their characters, which I would have liked a lot better if they just did that in this movie. I afraid no ghost Dan Aykroyd <sighs> in Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. Jesus Christ, man. Just let's just roll over and die. <laughs> We can't. We're already. We're already dead, and we want to die all over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie. Yeah, it, it was like this quagmire of like hate on the internet. It was the most disliked yeah. YouTube video of all time for a mm. while. Um, and until, so that like, made EA me. That made me want to like it, like the movie. Yeah, you know, exactly. honestly, absolutely. But <laughs> I mean, I I really did too, man. Like the yeah. the casting of this, casting. everything. It was like. Like at that at that point, I hadn't realized that like like I saw Paul Feig's name and I was like bridesmaids, fucking cool, awesome. right? Exactly. Um, and I think I had seen Spy then, and I was like, okay, yeah, Spy's great. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know much more about you know historical context on this one. Very well, recent, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's I, I think maybe it kicked off a trend that we might be seeing more of um, right. in the next, you know. Five to ten, or I don't think it kicked years. off. Huh. I, I think it just was a part of it because I yeah. won't attribute Paul Feig to any sort of mm-hmm. feminist movement. Well, no, I was I was gonna say that I was gonna say yeah. this weird like fan backlash oh, okay. of like this you ruined no, our enough. thing. Same with like Star Wars, yeah, yeah, sure. exactly. And like the Last Jedi is a big piece of that as well. And I think that's probably happened in the past too. Like I'm sure maybe Phantom Menace kicked that well, off. Well, remember we talked about on the Batman episode? Everyone got pissed off when Michael Keaton was Batman. Yeah. Okay. So, so I guess I guess it's happening. generally an yeah. ongoing thing, but it's just interesting to see how the internet has amplified right exactly these, these, these voices. Uh, are... These voices. Um, a lot louder. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you. It's it's harder to ignore. Uh, you know that maybe in like the early '90s to a Rotten Tomatoes fan score of like 48 percent or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's like right there. That's a solid thing that's online uh-huh. that everybody sees. Because I, I I really can see this being a trend going forward as well. Um, 
with like, I mean, just just the the state of Hollywood and how you know things are being rebooted so, and brought back. Hmm. So this is what's really telling on the tomato meter. Certified fresh, seventy four percent makes no sense. Dumb. That's dumb. And audience score is fifty two percent. Should be lower than that, but still way lower. Still discrepancy huh. on tomato meter and audience score. Yeah, I mean, so. makes it makes me kind of want to watch uh, Netflix's Bright as well right, because yeah. it's the inverse of that inverse. which i find really fascinating and like i wonder if like maybe bright is okay and like the fans hate it for whatever reason um i don't know it's just a fascinating fascinating time in history right now in, in cinema for sure so. let, let, let's just wrap ghostbusters up in a nice pretty little bow mm-hmm. and uh closing arguments for it um, I can either go first, first, or you can go first. I'll go matter. first. I'll go first. Are you gonna are you gonna try? Yeah, try. be a good sport. Okay, so it's it is my position to to defend this movie. Okay, so there are some pretty funny jokes in this movie, uh, as delivered by Leslie Jones mostly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the CG is pretty solid. On all the ghosts, some interesting designs. Um, the already on E, huh? Uh, 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 all the actresses are great. Um, they I mean, they are not in this movie, but they're great. They're like. great in real life. <laughs> they're really good people. I bet. Um, um yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's pretty serviceable. Uh, this movie. Hey, let me keep interrupting you because, like, that's how the movie is. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't let I can't let silence happen in this podcast at all. Also, I'll, you know what? You supported my you supported my point in that this movie doesn't let you think. <laughs> this movie says, "Hey, you trying to think right now? Shut the fuck up." Hey, your brain too. Shut the fuck up. Just it's all noise. It's all noise. You go into a movie and you just want noise. To cloud out all the darkness in the world and in your in your fucking head and everything. And it does. It's a big dark cloud of empty bullshit that you can just channel into your brain for two hours to fucking shut the world off. And then at the end, it's like you open your eyes back up uh, from the darkness and you're back into the terrible world. I'll tell you what, I forgot Trump existed for a couple hours. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good, right? Um, so I give it that. It's a big, noisy, dumb, bad pile of garbage that made me forget how oh awful things were God. for a little bit. I'm like crying right now. Yeah, dude. So pretty solid. <laughs> you fucking pretty solid. tested me. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got, fam? Well, let me copy and paste everything that we said on this podcast, and just you know, just repeat the whole all right episode fair, here. Fair, yeah. But um, no, I'll, I'll say a couple. I'll say a couple. I won't go on the tirade that I did on. Uh, <laughs> I am David. Yeah, that was that was that was scathing. borderline fascist, but. Essentially, like, just like, you know, you can have, this movie had a lot of gross humor in it, and boy, it was just, it seemed like it was just, just to be gross, like, I don't know why, um, you can have gross humor, but, I don't know, have it effective? It just seemed like it was more like, oh, these are girls, and girls don't do gross humor, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like the queef joke, like, alright, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, there's zero room to breathe in this film. Every, I, I, I shit you not, I can't think of a moment where there was just silence for at least a second or two. Uh-huh. There's always a line. Every, someone's always being like, oh, I'm a funny, this is a funny line. I'm gonna, here's my two cents of the situation. Here's my two cents of the situation. It was just so exhausting. Like, I couldn't, like, remember when we were watching, I don't know which part of the film, I literally just said, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you just, said that a couple times. Yep. <laughs> and just let me process what's happening on this fucking screen. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's really the biggest, my biggest, biggest beef with this film. It's yeah. just, there's zero sense of comedic timing at all. There, there are funny lines in it, but even the funny, funnier lines are just undercut by like, yeah someone coming in and just saying something about it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, just, just let it's, it. The, the funny moments are due to uh, improv and the actors or actresses, and it's mm. not due at all to editing or the directing. Right. Like, there's no visual, like, comedy in this movie whatsoever, any at all. There's a shameless advertising. I mean, as you saw, as, as you heard... At the beginning of the Sony. Sony. Pringles. Pringles. 7-Eleven. Papa John's. Dave and Buster's. Hostess. <laughs> Buy them, guys. They're Buy good. Them. They're great. Um, and the editing was so piss poor. Like, when they were doing the... One, one example that pops in my mind is the... When they're testing out the, the, the gadgets in the alley. And Melissa McCarthy yeah. is, like, flying around, like, because she's a balloon... And that's funny, because physical comedy, because she's fat. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's funny. Oh, you but, know what? Fuck, man. Well, let me finish really, <laughs> yeah, that. I'm sorry. Yeah, really that, that's happening. And then it just cuts to them having dinner, Papa John's pizza. Yep. And I'm like, well, what? <laughs> like, it was just so jarring to me. Like, yeah. wh- why would you just cut like that? I don't know. It's frustrating. Oh, what else? Um, Chris Hemsworth, I was really just... He's he's great, but... He's really cute. He's really adorable. He's really cute, though. But he, his character was god-awful. <laughs> the Every single character in this film was really bad. There was no sense of direction, i.e. director was bad. Yeah. Uh... I just, I just absolutely, I hate that I have to think about being politically correct to, about this movie. That's what, I think that's ultimately what I think, like, pisses me off the most about it. Yeah. Was that, like, I can't, like, I keep trying to hesitate about my criticism because of the political correctness. And I think that's so bad. I hate that. (laughs) You know? Because, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate women, like... I love women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not a misogynist. But this movie, like, makes you into a misogynist. Yeah, dude. It kind of... Yeah, like... <laughs> like, this is... Halfway through, I was like, I think, I think I'm hating women more now because of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Ugh. God damn it, dude. Like, we need... A, we, we do need a palate cleanser. We need a palate I cleanser. Think we, well, I think God, we do. I don't we're think... Gonna we're gonna have to watch... We're gonna have to pop in fucking Planet of the Apes... 
in the fucking VHS player again or something, dude. We got fucking five other movies, Adam. We're gonna have yeah, to pick one. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. We're gonna have to do Unaccompanied Minors, I think, after this. Dude, I'm so down with Unaccompanied Minors. But yeah, that's that's my shtick. I mean, it wasn't hard to do this one of how Paul Fig's the worst. Yeah, and he he really Thanks. he's really he's really bad. He's really he's not he's really great. Yeah, I mean he's he's not he's not a director, man. I mean, mm-hmm. go back to the Unaccompanied Minors thing. Like he is maybe very nice to people and he's okay at organizing. He's probably very charming. Like, exactly. But he doesn't have okay. So like, and this is going back to like the Spielberg Kubrick thing. I define a director as somebody who utilizes the medium, mm. like tells a story using the medium that they're working in using audio and visual, uh, you know, right. uh, design. And he has none of that at all. Well, he's not, and yeah, so he's not, he's not a director. Where so we're at a point where we, we I guess let's get into the season right yeah like, let's maybe talk let's about do, the season yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a just a um so it's a small little discussion just like of the entire season since we're at the the yeah. end of it and uh, yeah like what are your overall thoughts about like the the directors and you know we, yeah I mean we were we were given some some interesting movies down here um, really select a number our, of ones I hadn't seen most of them I guess. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's really fascinating because I went into this very confident that I would at least have, you know, points that I could argue, you know what I mean? Like, like I could at least say, because prior to this, all I had on Paul Feig was, you know, his episodes of The Office, the fact that he made a great show, Freaks and Geeks, uh, with Judd Apatow, uh, he made Bridesmaids. I was like, okay, I mean, I know he's made other movies, but... I think this will be easy. I think I've got it because I think the movies that we were given for, uh, you know, Tim Burton down here are my least favorite of his. Um, I think they're very weak movies. Uh, but really, I think what I found fascinating throughout the season is how at, at a base level competent Tim Burton is at directing. Uh-huh. And how Paul Feig is not even on that level. Because a big thing for me that always annoyed me about Tim Burton, and it it, is, it does with all the movies that we watch this season, with all, most of his movies, is his, uh, his eye. The fact that I don't think he tells stories uh, super well in the medium of movies, and also the fact that he has this kind of production design shtick to mm-hmm. him. Um, the fact that he has like this weird, like marketable hot topic, y fucking brand to him. But I think even beyond that, I'm willing to put that aside and say, at least he knows how to like piece a movie together to where even if you don't care about the characters, uh, even if the action is badly done as it is in most of his movies, there is still a competently made movie with like emotional beats that a lot of the times don't work. But they are there and maybe work on, you know, a lot of, you know, people in general audience. So, I mean, it's been, it's been really interesting. Uh, I mean, what, what, what do you take away? Like I said at the beginning, I lost. Uh, I fully admit that. I yeah. think it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens to me. I guess you must be riding high right now knowing that you get to head you know, on upstairs, I, I, right? You know, or, even, though that, even though I have won this season... It 
it feels like it doesn't feel like a good win. It really doesn't. I feel dirty. I haven't showered in what feels like months. I, I don't know what time is anymore, uh-huh. but uh, it's like I feel if dirty. you were in, if you were like a, if we were two mafioso guys, mm-hmm. and we were in a competition to kill as many innocent people as we could, and I won. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel particularly good about. <laughs> I, feel I mean, boy, that is a that is a fucking comparison right there, man. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I feel. I feel that. I feel that. And what I learned is that Tim. Yeah, Tim Burton isn't. Um, like he doesn't make good movies, but uh, just like you said, he he at least knows how to make a movie. Yeah, he knows how to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul Feig is just. He just. He needs to stick to TV. Like. Yeah. He needs to stick to his like little sketches. His little thirty-minute sketches, mm-hmm. or even less than that. Yeah. Well, and he not needs even to stick with to the scripts. He needs to stick to a structured. I don't think even thing. that. I think he just needs to just yeah do not feature lengths like he he, he shouldn't well, do yeah, movies absolutely that, that's you that's know? kind of what I was leading to and like, the only time to TV he, because TV. like even when he has a solid script like Bridesmaids yeah he can't even like do anything exceptional with yeah. it you know like it's an exceptional script but he doesn't do anything exceptional directing. Yeah. And right. it's like, well, that's just a waste of a good script mm-hmm. by giving it to this hack, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's been really interesting because I think almost it's been, it's been so what I learned is coming down to hell. It's it's really interesting because I feel like my test wasn't even Tim Burton. My test all along was watching Paul Feig's movies because they know Whoever the fuck is curating this experience down here for us, mm. they know how I like to like how I like to enjoy movies and like what I appreciate in like cinematic storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating because I feel like the lesson that I've learned is, oh, you hate Tim Burton? Fuck that. Your lesson here <laughs> is this is how much you hate Paul Feig uh-huh. because Paul Feig is the anti-Spielberg. He is everything that Spielberg like tries to avoid Spielberg. Well, that just means anti-Spielberg means not filmmaker. Exactly. Exactly. And so I feel like ultimately <laughs> I've lost, yeah. but I have won in a sense because I am you know, that's, that's taking a, great, a lesson away from that's this. That's a great spin. Yeah. I'm so glad that you found the, the little light. <laughs> yeah, the, that the light that's gonna fucking keep me uh, looking upwards for the next uh, yeah. trillion years I'm down See, here, my secret is that I just hate everything all the time, so I'll never yeah. be disappointed. You know, I'm actually a very fragile soul. Well, So I just, like, know. hate everything so I don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Well, that really benefited you down here in hell, I guess. Yeah, um, I just, like, knew I was gonna get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, oh, I was totally okay with it. Shit, and he came out uh, on top. Um, yeah, what, so so we've been down here for a while. What's months? I think I, since I think. since I won't be since uh, you won't be joining me on to Heaven's Gate. Unfortunately, yeah. Let's have uh, what would you like best about Hell? Like, what's the uh, what I like? Yeah, best about Hell. What a sentence, man. So the sharper image was fine. <laughs> But it's so I, no. You had the kid from Unaccompanied Minor just singing and dancing the whole time. He never stops. He's yeah, just doing it that's over true. and over again. And you know, you try to so the black we get Jew. bored. We get bored. The black Jew. Um, 
we get bored down here. Uh, I tried to replicate his whole scene uh, in the sharper image, and they shut me down immediately, man. Like, they, they said, hey, hey, you can't sing in hell. Oddly enough, uh, because everybody that's ever written a musical is in mm. hell, uh, I found out later. Um, but, yeah, you can't, you know, replicate that scene in there, which I thought was a bummer. Because mm. it's kind of the only place that you can go right. uh, down here. Um I mean, how was, how was your experience? I mean, I liked the massage chairs at Sharper Image. They were nice. Mm. They, they didn't work, you know, like... They were a little too sharp. I think there were knives involved. Yeah. They, uh, were, they were kneading my back a little bit too hard. I thought I was like, My back hey, was bleeding hey, after, so I thought that's probably not hey, how the... reduce the pressure. Come on. Yeah. Like, but... Yeah. But it was just, you know, like, I guess I could deal with it. It's fine. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than being, uh, you know, stuck in this room, mm. you know, this fucking small-ass cube room all day watching garbage movies. <laughs> and listening to our loud neighbors, whoever. I, I still don't know who those guys are. Yeah, no, yeah, the neighbors above us are really loud. Um, I don't know what's going on up there. Uh, maybe somebody died in the last couple months that's, like, loud. I just don't even understand how you could die again in, like, hell. Yeah. Well, no, I meant... <laughs> I meant somebody in the real world died. Oh, and thanks for the explanation. Came to hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Paul Feig movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been terrible, and I guess it's going to continue to be terrible for me. I don't know what's going to happen. Like mm. once you go to heaven, like I mean, it's I'll do, suck, man. I mean, I'll do my best to like put in put in the word with like you know with yeah. uh, good old. Good old Jesus. Saint Nick. Oh, that's not who's up there, is it? That's Santa Claus, huh? Well, maybe he's maybe he's in heaven for 364 days of the year. And uh, I mean, then, he comes then down again, I just don't know if they're going to, if the devil's going to hold up this promise just because I won this season. No, I, I mean, that's I a factor too. A, we might kind of just asshole. be fucked like over by, yeah. by the devil. You know, I, mean, I, I should we'll really listen to my own advice and keep my expectations low. You probably should. Man. Yeah, we might just continue to be stuck down here with these six movies. Maybe we'll get a whole new batch. I mean, of movies. Maybe and for good boys. For good boys. I mean, I don't. What? You. What the fuck? Hold the on. T- hold on, guys. The the fucking TV just turned yeah. on. It's like static, right? It's now. like a poltergeist kind of. By Steven Spielberg. What the? Fuck? Oh shit! What the? Huh. There's a guy in the. TV. Hold on, guys. Just give us give yeah. us just a second here. Hey, guys. Uh, now I don't expect you to know who I am. Uh, my name is Garrett. Uh, I'm a demon down here in hell, and uh, you know I've, I've been I've been a big fan of yours ever since you started putting out these your podcast and uh you know i i i, I just want to let you know that uh you know i've been i've been putting them out while you've been down here just because i felt like it'd be a little wrong if uh you guys weren't you know allowed to continue to put these podcasts out i kind of set up your whole situation down here you know made sure you're able to podcast while you're down you know down down here and uh, i just want to let you know that i i think i worked something out you know with with the boss man down here to uh possibly you know get you get you boys uh you know back in the in the land of the living uh get you boys out of hell you know not just one of you you know the the problem is it's gonna be you're gonna have to watch a a movie that you know a lot of people don't you know enjoy too much it's uh you know the devil 
you know, did agree to the terms that I kind of came to, you know, you know, uh, uh, you have to watch, you know, the devil's favorite movie and it's not a good one. I'll let you know right now. So, you know, I just, just want to, you know, let you know that I think, I think we're going to be able to get you boys out of here. Uh, you know, but it's, it's not going to be, not going to be too enjoyable. Uh, you're gonna have to watch that movie. You're gonna have to, you know, po- probably podcast about it. Maybe make it one of your, you know, typical bonus episodes. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, try to, uh, tell you guys how to do your job. You're great at it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this, you know, this has been Garrett. Uh, I'm glad I could, you know, you know, hopefully help you guys out down here. It's been an honor to, to, you know, be your producer down here. So, uh, anyway, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be all for this. Uh, you know, sorry to interrupt if you're working on a podcast, but, uh, yeah, you boys get back to it. I'm a, I'm a big fan. This has been Garrett and, uh, yeah, you, you boys have a good one. Okay. All right. Bye. Garrett out. Okay. Bye. Um, well, that sounds that was, pretty enticing. Yeah. I, so I guess we might get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, this might be another trick. It might. It might be another trick. Then again, he sounded like he was a sincere fan yeah. of the podcast. So I mean, and plus, you can trust a guy named Gary. Yeah. Eve, well, he is a demon, though. So I guess. But we'll if your see. name is Gary, <laughs> well, it's Garrett, right? Isn't that what he said? Oh, it's Garrett. 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 I think is what. I think well, I'm just gonna stick with Gary. Gary like that yeah, name. Cut it down a little. Make it easier. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, guys, I guess we're going to watch whatever Whatever. they want us to watch next week, and we'll fucking see what happens. I guess we got one more to go, huh? One more. A typical bonus episode, I guess. I guess that's cool that he's been, uh, like, putting the podcast out. So I guess he's the guy who's been putting the podcast out. Huh. So it's not John iTunes, huh? Yeah, or Dev Patel, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I guess we thought Dev Patel was doing it at first. Um... His tears fund this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps us um, afloat. His yeah, tears. keeps us afloat in Dev Patel's tears. <laughs> but um, yeah, guys, it's, it's been I'm, it's been awesome talking about these movies. Yeah, we'll see if we have a future. I mean, I have a lot of hope now that maybe there's going to be. Something I guess next. I guess you'll hear from us again. I yeah, thought this would be surprisingly. It. I thought this was going to be it too. Yeah, um, should be series end. <sighs> guess not. Not yet. All right. Well. Definite. Hey guys, stick around. Uh, check out all the sticker fridge stuff. Yeah, uh, don't we have a new sports podcast? Yeah, the sports yeah, show. I think sports show. So sh- be sure to check it out if you like throwing footballs around, kicking baseballs, and throwing <laughs> soccer balls. It's all fun. It's, it's all, all fun sports. I mean, balls. I mean you, you like you run around a bit and you throw a couple balls. No big deal. It's pretty pretty badass. But uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, check out all the other podcasts, all the YouTube stuff. Uh, stick around for the next episode. Yes, yeah. we're gonna be here for a while. Hopefully, we'll mm. see. All right, see ya. Bye. I'm afraid of no ghosts.